Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the SysTaker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host today, Colin Brown, and I am joined by Darren Granger. Hello there. And Richard Polly. Hello there. And today we are going to talk about the SysTaker Open that happened this past weekend. Uh, so what we're going to talk about, about is Darren and Rich, how they got on. They both made the cut, spoiler alert, and a little bit about the top four lists and stuff we thought stood out, and then a little bit about the event itself. Uh, so, Rich, what did you bring? Uh, I spent ages trying to find a hyperspace list so I could, you know, get some practice in hyperspace, and then trying to find an extended list that I enjoyed flying as much as I enjoyed flying Baby Anakin um, that could actually hold up in the extended meta. And then I couldn't find anything, so I ended up taking Benny, fell back on tried and tested. Um, the logic was um, having a chat with a few people, including Dave Sutcliffe, friend of the show, and um, a couple of other people on the internet and around the place. And they said, if it's going to be a Wild West meta, if you take something that you know how to fly and you've flown a lot, um, you might do all right. Um, so I did. I uh, subbed in um, the new A-Wing pilot ZZ, um, ZZ Tlo instead of uh, Lulu. And then the points changes recently have meant that you can still fit Bastion in. Um, so I think it's a much stronger version of the list than the one that um, I did all right with about six months ago, um, however long ago it was, well, a year ago, um, with the points changes. And so, yeah, I um, went four and two, uh, made cut um, thanks to MOV, got top in faction. So one uh, one of the awesome painted chips from Enigma Wargaming um, and a dial. And, uh, yeah, then went through... Um, what did I do? Top 16, got Revenge of the Swiss against my round two opponent, um, Jerry Costello. It was always a good game. And then got knocked out in top eight um, by a Seer Swarm, which is a strange words for somebody playing a trajectory simulator bomb to say. Um, but yeah, um, I got comprehensively outflown by Lee Robbins in the top eight game. So As a former Seer Swarm player, I, uh, I approve of that message. Yeah. Um, I made some errors some serious errors um in judgment right from turn zero and he punished me for them um so i mean he absolutely deserved it he absolutely spanked me um and it was it was entirely my own fault um and if i'd got away with it it wouldn't have been any justice in the world so yeah but i had a great time um but got what it was eight really good games of x-wing in so it was brilliant fun cool good to hear um darren Tell me about your list and how you got on. So I decided that as we could um, get them back into uh, hyperspace and extended, I would take them and the jump master is back, baby. Um, now you can fit four of them with some toys. Who knew? It's almost like uh, FFG have got a warehouse full of them that they need to shift. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I had great fun with it. It's one that um, it's a list that we um, I spoke to Will about. <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> yeah just edit that bit out um yeah so it's a list that i spoke to pintar about um the night the points dropped um because he was uh, basically crying himself to sleep about uh not being able to fly see a swarm anymore in extent in uh, hive space for the system open this and the other and um jokingly i was like oh look yeah you can put the the uh, jump master back in and then all of a sudden it quickly realized that you could fit four of them, especially with Nomlum and some toys. Um, I really, really liked it. Um, I flew it for the first time on the Friday night um, against, I had a half a game against Colm 
um, and realise that they have a three sloop now, not a two sloop. <laughs> and then a game against uh, Rich with his list that he was going to take and realised that that new A-wing is phenomenal and also I still don't know how to fly a jump master. So uh, good. So but, good. Yeah, that new A-wing's phenomenal. It's ridiculous. Why would you take... Like, that's the starting point for, for A-wings now. Um, but anyway, jump masters. Okay. I, uh, I went five and one on day one. Lost in round six to the current world champion so no shame there because he was flying his, his fangs which he's been flying that list for quite a while and i was also a little tipsy because i'd been drinking cocktails for most of the day um so yeah I, I was happy with the performance went to uh into the cut but i went out first round of the cut to julian hood who uh came second um and he was flying boba fett fen rao and nom lom uh, so Nom Lum is definitely the the, the go-to with, with Scum, and then you've just got raw efficiency. It's, it's very reminiscent of Paratani in terms of action efficiency and just really stripped-down ships that, that Julian was flying there. I'm not going to go too much more into it just because the lists are on this Fortress. Some of the games are on uh, on Twitch and will shortly be on, on YouTube. Um, so, um, yeah, really, that, that was kind of it. Um, it was great fun. Uh, the Jumpmaster dial sucks, but all my games were great, like absolutely phenomenal opponents and things like that, which I think is probably a nice segue into kind of then asking you, Colm, as you were running the show, how did you think it went? I thought it went well, you know, I, th- I was pretty happy. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I didn't sleep particularly well on Friday night or really on Saturday night, but, you know, I think it went off pretty smoothly. Uh, no real hiccups that I can think of. Uh, you have to give a big shout out to Tabletop TO. It's it's just a great bit of tournament software. It makes everything run super seamlessly. I can't recommend it enough. You know, especially given what people have been experiencing. You know, at the LVO and and similar with West Coast pairings. Like we've never had any problems with Tabletop TO. It's really yeah. really great. Um, yeah, it was good because um, the players bought into it as well. I think one of the issues um, with Tabletop Teal was you had these um, kind of small events where people go, oh, I can't be bothered. Can you just put it in for me? But you saw kind of around the room where people were going, oh, where's my match slip at round one? And somebody nearby would be, just go onto Tabletop Teal and input the score and it all updates automatically and you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about it. And it really sped up the um, transition between rounds. So, you know, you got kind of 10 minutes to hang around and chat while, you know, repairing was happening and everything was being checked. But there was no, oh man, no, we've got to wait for 20 minutes for them to finish inputting all the scores that have gone to time. You know, all the scores that went to time all went in, you know, within two minutes of the thing finishing. were all inputted simultaneously by the players and then it was good to go again. So it just makes everything better. Um, and, you know, it seems to be really stable and reliable. So I really enjoyed it. It was good. Good thing to yeah, I would agree. Like for me as a player, because I, I was only really focusing on on playing like uh, the weekend, so I wasn't helping out. I was being quite lazy and not doing anything for the team. Um, but that's because I'm a, a reformed lone wolf. Sometimes I slip back into those old habits. Um, but yeah, for me, it was a, it was a seamless event. Like everything ran to time. We we finish on time. Six rounds, close to a hundred people um, from all around Europe. Let's be honest. Like this, this was a big event. This is bigger than some system opens and, and grand championships in in the states. Um, like 
yeah, I think as a, as a, as a team, you guys absolutely smashed it out of the park and there were no hiccups. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been to store championships with like 10 people that have run over because they just don't get it, um, all sorted in time. Yeah, we actually finished early, in fact. So when was the last time you could say that about an X-Wing event? Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> um, Don't tell the wife, she'll be wondering why I got home at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we have to give a big shout out, like, I was there running it. Tim, producer Tim on the day, he's got years of experience with running events, and he really helps things tick along smoothly. And a big shout out to uh, Chris Ward, who was the floor judge. Couldn't have done it without him either. Uh, yeah, so that was that was kind of running about, and of course, like the excellent community is just lovely. It you know, again coming up to the day, I was like, oh, this is a bit stressful. Why did I do this? And then once we are into it and hanging out with everybody, it was like, oh, this is why. This is really good fun. Uh, yeah, it was. It's worth saying, and um, Sean has mentioned it, um, as well as a couple of the other voices that are regularly on the podcast, is that um, so many people who do listen to us um, waffling on about playing with toy spaceships kind of says, you know, oh, thanks for the content or, you know, it's good to put a face to a, a voice uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, plonking your ships down on the table opposite, um, a guy who's come all the way from Denmark, um, so Christian, who travelled from Pink Squadron uh, in Copenhagen. Uh, and I said to him, oh, were you over, you know, for work or for a holiday and it's just going sad? He said, no, no, I've travelled just for this because, you know, I really wanted to come and I enjoy listening to your podcast. That was kind of blew me away for a bit. Um you know, that, that we did have that kind of thing going on. Um, and then we had, what was it, eight or ten people over from Ireland as well. So, you know, um, yeah, it was awesome. It was it was really, really good. Um, yeah, I'm going think... to gush for a bit, I think. I might, might just mute myself for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ireland's nothing. I mean, people come from Cornwall. That might as well be the other side of the earth. <laughs> That's true. Came from Cornwall and battered me in the top eight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I suppose that's kind of how the event went for you guys and for me. Are there any lists that stood out to you just from the weekend? I mean, we can do a quick, like, um, I think top four in Swiss and then like the top four in the tournament, maybe. Um, so like, uh, top, uh, top, top of Swiss was, um, Ollie Pocknell. So, you know, world champion, um, so, you know, there was a somebody in the room there that a lot of people were looking at and going, oh, I want to play him and have a, have a chance at beating him. So nobody managed that on Saturday, though six people tried. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so Ollie was flying Fenrau without manoeuvre and three zealous recruits. Um, so a slight update on the list that he was dominating hyperspace trials with. I think he won two or three hyperspace trials, made cut and a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so his list got cheaper and better. Yeah, so he could have he could fit out manoeuvre in, wasn't it? Instead of fearless or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really good. Um, second in Swiss, um, then into the five and ones was Tom Reed, um, who flew Fenrau and Fearless, and then Boba Fett with loads of stuff: Fearless, small seismic charges, contraband, cybernetics, hull upgrade, and Slave One. Um, some interesting choices there actually, because he's deliberately made it a couple of points cheaper than if he'd taken proton bombs and a shield upgrade. Um, so he was obviously expecting a mirror match or thinking he might see a mirror match because he's done what he's done in, in the past with previous lists, whereas he's tweaked it just enough to make sure he gets the bid. Um, yeah, on he's, done, he's done similar with um, Fearless rather than Outmanoeuvre. 
Um, so yeah. you take <clears throat> fearless over out maneuver, which out maneuver is arguably the best uh, one to take on Fenrau, but it's twice the price. Yeah. Um, so he's he's secure in the bid, really. Um, and I, I think he was running at something ridiculous like one seven four or one eight one or something like that. So you know, it's about one eight one. Yeah, he had a huge bid. Um, third in Swiss was um, Jerry Cascella, um, who um, I was lucky enough to get to play twice, and it, we went honours even. But fortunately for me, I, I won the cut game. Um, so he was interesting flying at Rear Admiral Chirinu, um and Sintir Fell. Um, and he was flying the fattest Suntir Fell you've ever seen with Predator hull upgrade and shield upgrade. Um, and Suntir Fell with five health is terrifying. Um, and especially in the hands of somebody like Jerry who can just pop that bullseye almost constantly Um, and then his rack was um, an enormous beast of a thing with Lone Wolf, Darth Vader, Moff Jurgerod, Proton Bombs, Agile Gunner, Shield Upgrade and Dauntless so it was this enormous brute that just rolled around the board stripping tokens and absolutely murdering stuff if it caught you um, so yeah, it was um, it was pretty nasty. And then fourth, and this is as far down as I'm gonna go, was um, local Sith taker Christian Knight, who's um, doesn't travel very much to big events, but we all know how good a player he is. Um, and he played a Sloan Swarm uh, with Sloan sitting on a an Omicron Group pilot Lambda Shuttle, uh, four Alpha Squadron interceptors, and filled out with an Academy pilot. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he did really really well going uh, going five and one and, and coming in fourth spot. So. Well done to those four. Mm. Sloan is one of those things you expect to see a lot, right? Because a lot of other stuff got hit, and Sloan stayed the same, but all the stuff she benefits came down. Like Christian yeah. flew a very similar list to this before, and he's just been able to. It used to be three Alpha Squadrons and two Academies, so he's just got to upgrade an Academy to an Alpha Squadron. Yeah, the problem is you, you're not going to see much of it in hyperspace because obviously the Interceptor isn't. Um, Sloan isn't and, either. Ah, fair enough. That's why then. Yeah, they've they've pretty much nerfed the um, the Imperial Swarm um, by just removing all the key force multipliers and critical components. From Let's get rid of Hull Yeah, exactly. Um, so, do we want to just run through top four? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, top four uh, who made it that far. So, we've got Lee Robbins, who we've not mentioned yet, who uh, was the guy that knocked out uh, Mister Polly. He was flying Captain Seer with TA-175, which is the party droid. So when you pop someone, everybody gets to calculate. And with the recent rules changes, what they've done now is actually everybody gets that calculate before the ship's removed. So actually the, the timing window of it's a little bit different, but that's why it's seen a, a slight increase in points, but still really, really worth it. Uh, and Solus 1, and then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 droids, uh, all with grappling struts. It's it, it, it's not subtle. It's it is what it is. And he was uh, spreading those arcs out and getting those crack shots as well. So we had calculates everywhere. He was crack shot and things left, right, and centre. He was killing ships for fun just by going two damage and a crack shot, two damage and a crack shot. Um, yeah, he was. He played it really, really well. Yeah, and from what I hear, he, he's done really, really well with it. And I think this was one of his first events as well, wasn't it? Or first big event? Uh, no, he's. Yeah, he's he's played a few um, larger events, but he's um, I played against him at Bristol, a completely different thing, um, lists and everything. Um, and he said, you know, oh, I normally go three and three or four and two, um, and I've never made a cut. Um, so this was his first cut at any event that he's been to. Um, but you know, he's been to a few events, um, and then to make it through to top four in a in a hundred point 
uh, in a hundred-person tournament. He, I think he's just found a list that suits his playstyle and that he's very good mm. with, and he was very good with it. He wasn't bumping those droids at all unless he wanted to. Um, yeah. So you know, it, it was cracking to watch him doing it. Cool. And then also in the top four, we've got Stuart Confrey, which is another name I apologise I, I don't recognise, but he was flying Anakin Skywalker with fire control system, R3 Astromech, and advanced proton torpedo. So I'm guessing that's Baby Annie. Um, he's got Mace Windu with heightened perception, R4 Astromech Delta 7B, and Obi Wan Kenobi with R4 P17 Delta 7B and a shield upgrade. So again, two two Jedi and a Baby Anakin. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's a similar it's solid an archetype list. that yeah it's a solid list. He he looks like he's made his own uh, mark on it uh, with a few different uh, different pilots and different upgrades in there. But yeah, crack on. He flew um, it very aggressively. Like there's a couple of times I was walking around, you know, just watching the tables, and it'd be turn two, and he would be in people's face. Like I think you probably caught a lot of people out just by being super super aggressive. He needs to try four oh four. <laughs> yeah but I so, think it was just a case of yeah just run in delete a ship disengage come back try and delete another ship yeah no happy days and then the other two lists that made it to the top four were um, Tom Reed probably never heard of him um, like he's, he's not a very well known player um, but no we, we spoke about uh, his uh, his list earlier on um, and he actually won the overall event uh, and producer Tim managed to grab a few minutes with Tom for a chat after his win which will be slotted in at the end of the show um, and he was also in the final with Julian Hood who knocked me out of the cut um, and he was running Fenrau, Boba Fett with Slave 1 and Nomlon with Ion Cannon like he's such a slim down list Um but it's it's so like it's it is good. Like you've got Fenrau, and he had a two point bid as well. Um, and in yeah. my game against him, it was a really weird scenario because I wanted to bump with my Nom Lum, so I took first player. But it meant that his Nom Lum then became effectively an arc dodging ace against my Nom Lum, because he could barrel roll out of the arc where I was pointed. I would shoot first, not have a shot, and then he would shoot me, and my arc would spin. It, it was a weird, we had a long discussion about it in terms of actually what's the better place to be in. Is it better to be first player in that scenario or actually second player? And there, there were pros and cons either way, but it was it was really interesting. Now, um, a lot of these games are still up on Twitch and that is Sith Takers. So Twitch TV forward slash uh, Sith Takers. Um, and they're going to migrate over to uh, YouTube during the... Uh, uh, during the next few days, weeks, um, however long it takes producer Tim to edit out most of my inappropriate comments from uh, this podcast. Um, but yeah, so they will be coming up. And um, I think the, the idea is now that we're going to start uh, streaming more. So I think we might actually be streaming tomorrow night. So Tuesday nights at, um, I say we, I, I very rarely get up to club nights because it's about an hour and a half away for me. But uh yeah so we're going to start streaming more on there we've got uh lapel mics and things like that so the actual players can be mic'd up and uh talk more um on on their actual games yeah i was just going to say um on julian's uh list i i played against him he was my one of my two losses um on day one um it was the last game kind of both sitting on the bubble um to, to play unfortunately we both got into cut so it was all right but um that list was just so effective. Like he's traded versus Tom's list, he's traded um, like 
all of the jam on Boba Fett for an entire Jumpmaster, and that tells you how cheap Jumpmasters have got now, um, is that you can strip the upgrades off something and, you know, put a whole ship in. Um, it's worth saying that Julian and Tom also played in Swiss, and Julian won the Swiss, um, the Swiss game. So I think those two lists are kind of really close, and it, it, it really was two very good games that were being played out between two very, very good players. I mean, Julian's had a, a cracking year in hyperspace trials and all sorts of other events, um, doing really, really well basically everywhere he's gone. Um, and uh, having the privilege to play against somebody who's that good um, was cracking for me because I learned an awful lot just from watching him play and how he played um, the game. And that was one of the things I loved about the event as well, was we had some really high-quality players in the room. So... You know, even if you were going thinking I'm going to be a one and five or a two and four in the first couple of rounds, you know, you could see people's faces as they're going, oh, I'm playing this guy who's won a system open. I'm playing this guy who's done well at Worlds or I'm playing this guy who's won Worlds or whatever. So, oh, it was or, brilliant. or I'm playing this guy called Rich Polly. I'm playing this idiot off the Sith Takers podcast who just talks constantly when he's playing X-Wing. Yeah. He just talks um, constantly. Just talks constantly. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's fair. So it's interesting, actually. I've just gone down the top sixteen, and it's basically a, a mix of um, resistance and scum. Scum are back. Like they, they've struggled for a while. Let's be honest, uh, but they are back. There's like six scum lists in the in the in the cut, um, and then three resistance, and then a couple of uh, imperials and a couple of separatists uh, i don't think there's any rebels nope no rebels no first order no, no rebels no first order um, one it's, jedi it's, scum I mean, darren have you had a have you had a look because you're the, the separatist player who's talking today have you had a look at paul watley's list on there Has, paul watley's list any thoughts about very that very interesting um so at first i when i saw it i was like oh he's just running um i thought he was just running rob ram's list but then i looked at it and went oh no wait this is slightly different so effectively what he's done is He's taken out uh, two Trade Federation drones with Discords and put in DBS-404 with Advanced Proton. Great, great list. Like, uh, I love DBS-404 with Advanced Proton. Like, I don't think he's that worth it in hyperspace uh, because he can't afterburners. I think DBS-404 has to have afterburners, landing struts, and Advanced Proton. And I think uh i would as much as i hate to say it rob ram who we had on uh, an episode uh, a few a few episodes ago has the better list um i think i don't like i don't like dbs 404 and advanced proton torpedoes in that list um in exchange for the i think the two other fade tra- trade federation drones with the discords uh, are stronger um but I, you did all right with it yeah i had a chat with a couple of people who played against him and they just said it was one of those lists that was just Paul clearly had a um, a very set game plan about how yep. he was going to set his board out and how he was going to fly his ships in his opening engage. Uh, so he he landed his two hyenas with proton torps on rocks that he placed near his own board edge. Mm-hmm. Um, he patrolled around them with DBS four hundred four, um, and basically, um, if you flew over there, then you got two proton torpedoes and an advanced proton torpedo in your face. Yeah, um, and and that's what was happening. Um, and then if that hadn't killed you, a buzz droid landed on you and that killed you instead. Um, so it was, you know, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, 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 when I saw it at first, I thought, all right, okay, that's that's just a standard kind of separatist janky list. But um, it's obviously got some real kind of efficiency to it because, you know, Paul 
got to top eight, did he, or top sixteen? Um, he made it top eight. Top eight, and then it, he lost to Tom, obviously, um, who, who won the thing in the end. So, um, you know, he's, he's done really, really well. Uh, that yeah, list. I think, and he's, one and of he's the, local. He's he was the one of two representatives from IQ. Apart him and his son, because uh, the rest of them couldn't come because of some wedding thing or other that was mm. apparently more important. Um, so yeah, uh, it was good mm. to have them over, and it was good to see Paul doing so well. Yeah, I think one of the one of the hidden gems in that list that not many people will come across is DBS thirty two C. The ability of him to uh, spend that calculate at the start of the engagement phase and just let you uh, take a lock and barrel roll as a linked action with the um, with one of the bombers uh, is, is great because it just allows you to reposition uh, and pick a lock up on something that you thought was safe. Yeah, that's obscene. Yeah. I saw him do that a couple of times and it's just ugh, sends shivers down yeah, your you, spine. You think, <laughs> yeah, you, you think you're safe, you think you've arc dodged the, um, the proton torpedo and then all of a sudden he just barrels out and back and then yeah. you're sitting there and yeah. he's got all them calculates to spend with networked and a proton yep. torpedo with a target lock because he's got probe droids. Uh, I mean, it was filthy. When, when I thought it through, I, I mean, I'll, I will admit it probably would have beaten me if I played against it because I wouldn't have thought it through as I sat in front of it, but it took me a little while to actually sit and brain it out. And I, I spoke to Paul a little bit about it afterwards as well, which helped. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy little list. So, so what? So what do you do then? I know. I think Rob has said it for his version of the list. Stuff that can just get in his face quickly. Yeah. You know, before he can set up the probe droids and stuff, tends to do well against it. Yeah, I, I think. I think it was Paul's list um, that you need to just jump in and take out the Kraken carrier, the 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 yeah, DBSC, um, whatever it's called. <laughs> that one, the one we've just been talking about, because um, it's carrying Kraken as well. So. He's not just giving those um, active um, engagement phase um, actions. He's also making sure that, you know, three of the other four ships in the list are sitting with the calculate before they do anything else. Um, so, you know, they can be executing red moves and all sorts of nonsense and they've still got action economy. So, yeah, yeah. And things like um, ion cannons work great against them because they've got two agility. If you can get a hit on them, then guess what? They're drifting forwards and they can't calculate. And all of a sudden you just start to chip away at them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've waffled on a lot. I mean, you can excuse us. We're kind of our event. We're quite excited about it, but we still have this interview with Tom to fit in at the end. So, I think we shall call it there and let the interview with Tom kind of finish off the pod. So, uh, just before, I've just yeah. got two quick shout-outs, uh, just as, as a way of, of thanks for what is probably one of my favourite tournaments that I've ever been to. Um, Leon Bar- uh, Barker Baker, however you pronounce it, Leon, not Ian, as we uh, wrongly put him on the stream to begin with. He was flying Boba Fett with Old Terok and a couple of mining guilds, and I played him round five. Such a funny, funny game. Um, uh, and he started with going, Are you Darren that said you're a better Nantex player than Paul Heaver at Worlds? I was like, Yeah, yeah, that was me. Um, but yeah, just, just an absolutely hilarious game where. Bombs were dropped on his own stuff, and yeah, great. it was great. Go go back and watch that. And the other other big big shout out is to the world champion himself, Mr. Ollie Pocknell. Just again, just I was reminded of how much of a humble and nice guy he is because we were chatting away, both of us playing round six, both of us realised actually we're the highest playing scum players. 
and I was like, God damn it, you're going to get the fang now because he beat me. And he came up to me afterwards and went, look, I'm just going to sell it. So if you want it, you can have it. So he gave me the fang. So I now have a fourth fang painted by our very own Jason. Um, and yeah, it was great to see Ollie. Good chat. And I gave him a, a much tougher game than uh, he was probably expecting or the last time I played him. So yeah, they're, they're my shout outs. Do you have any shout outs, Rich? Um, I've done them as we've gone through, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. So, um, I, I, again, I, I think it was said a lot at the time um, was that um, we get a lot of support off Element Games. A lot of people know Element as this kind of web store that they sometimes go and buy stuff from, um, but it is actually our friendly local gaming store and they really do support us um, and allowing us to run these big events. Um, you know, we could have gone bigger. Um, we didn't think we could. We didn't think we would sell tickets and we probably ended up at about the right size. Um, but, you know, if next year we did another Sith Taker Open, we could notionally go bigger. Um, and having that kind of facility is amazing. And being able to just, you know, as I say, casually run uh, a 100-person um, event um, is absolutely bonkers. Um, the with, other thing... No, sorry, go on, Darren. Go on. I was just going to say, with such generous price support, I mean... There was a Raider given away. There was a Corvette given away. There was um, a Trandoshan Slaver. That's not a uh, category on YouTube, oh, on Pornhub, by the way. That is an actual <laughs> ship. Um, but yeah, there was just a sheer amount of price support. I mean, I walked away with, I think it was about 35 quid's worth of store vouchers and stuff like that as well, just for p- places where I finished. So yeah. it generally, all the all the money kind of that w- was submitted just was piled back into that price support. And let's not forget, uh, Tom Reed did obviously win the, uh, the uh, travel allowance towards, uh, towards going to uh, Euros. And because he's so small, like he can get a child's ticket and get really far. (laughs) That was, I mean, that was links in and it's basically an overlap as what my my second thank you was going to be, um, was because while there was an awful lot of money pushed into the price support, there was a huge amount of stuff donated by people in the club. Um, so you've mentioned a lot of the ships. A lot of those were donated by people in the club who bought them and then realised that you know, they didn't want them and they didn't need them. Or they you know, had this thing sitting around for a bit. Um, you know, I might, you might as well have it. There was a load of tokens and there were official FFG tokens and cards. Um, again, a lot of that came from Element where they just opened up the FFG X-Wing prize box and said, oh, you might as well give this away. It's been here for ages. So... Anybody who was there can can tell people that, you know, there was just a table full of basically all the alt art cards that had been in any of the store kits since version two started. Um, and, you know, it was like they were being given away like confetti. Um, and it, the fact that we were able to do that, I don't think we'd ever be able to do price support quite to that ridiculous level again, because it would take more than a year. You know, there were there were old acrylics from, you know, four or five years ago from store kits and nationals and system opens and all sorts of things that, you know, had just been languishing in the bottle of, bottom of um, a box somewhere, either at Element or in somebody's house for a long time, which were just like, oh, yeah, put it on the prize table. And, I and you people, even awarded me with a medal. I did. It was a 2014 store championship medal or something like that. What was that um, medal for? for? Being, it, it was for being the biggest bell end in the quiz, Darren. That's that what was it. Was it. For. Um, and it was thoroughly deserved. <laughs> so... Um, no, the uh, yeah, and and a lot, but a lot of that prize support did come from Element. But as I said, an awful lot of it came from the guys in the Sith Takers team. Um, you know, there's about twenty or thirty people who actively and currently 
um, are playing the game. And everybody did pull together to a greater or lesser extent to make sure that the event went off really well. So, yeah, I wanted to just give the team a shout out as well. Well, I think that wraps it up. Have we lost Colin? Oh, sorry. I was distracted by something. <laughs> you, you went to Pornhub and to searched for Trandoshan Slaver, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Should have. <laughs> There's a bit of a night tick for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So I think that's all we have time for because we will still have to cap this off with the interview. So let's just say goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. Goodbye from Darren. Jesus. And goodbye from me. Goodbye, everybody. Hello there. This is producer Tim, and I am joined by the first ever SIF Taker Open champion, Tom Reed. Uh, good to be with you. Thanks very much. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, well, what a final. Yeah, pretty brutal that. Um, yeah. 40 minutes, half an hour. Yeah, with really? some big attacks. Yeah, I, it's, it's funny. I always joke with um, players that you know in X Wing you get two hours for a final, yeah. but always ask them not to take two hours because <laughs> yeah. you know no one wants to really be there. But I felt you, you and Julian both were quite aggressive lists, so I didn't think yeah. we'd be hanging around. There were far better red dice than there were green dice, and Julian called about forty minutes, and I think he was pretty much bob on. Yeah, yeah, fan, yeah. I think that's absolutely spot on. Um, so do you want to just give us a quick overview of your list? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a hyperspace legal uh, Bobber and Fen. Yep. Fen, just fearless. And then Bobber, uh, 111 points, so pretty tooled up. Uh, Maul, who ended up being phenomenal. Um, fearless as well. Seismix, which was the decision point in the list. Um, a hull upgrade. And Slave One title. Yeah, really good. I mean, it was quite interesting to see because obviously Julian's list was very much a minimalist sort of stripped down list, wasn't it? So yeah, so he'd paid his points for the chassis, the pilot abilities, and just the general dice. Yeah, yeah, and obviously adding Nomlum is a bit of a blocker and yeah. also a bit of control with the ion cannon. Yeah, a bit of control, really nice ability. Still a load more health behind two green dice, so I can see the the value, and it beat me in the Swiss. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, good that's list. it. Um, so I've been streaming this weekend, so if you want to catch any of the games, uh, go on to twitch.tv forward slash sithtakers, and there are the, the six rounds of Swiss, and uh, we had a bit of technical difficulties in the first two rounds, uh, but Tom and Julian's Swiss game will be on there. Uh, the game should be safe for about 30 days, and then all the top cut games have gone on. Um, we've been quite lucky today that Ollie Potnell has been on sh- uh, the stream commentary for most of the day. Uh, and then we had obviously Jason from Enigma Wargaming joining him for the final game. So it'll be very interesting to watch the games back and see yeah. what the commentary says about the different games. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the final actually because it was quite brutal and it did swing both ways. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. it swung away from me quite heavily for some time. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to listening to what the, uh, the lads on stream have got to say. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, so how do you think your list has done over the event? And, and I know you're unsure if you can make the system open next week, but yeah, would you make any changes? Um, potentially the bid was too deep. Yeah. It just didn't matter this weekend, yep. as it stands. Like, certainly on 18 points down was a long way. Um, and therefore, I might, Proton is the bomb that I might have gone for. Yep. But there were a couple of games where the seismics ended up doing real work. Mm. So I can see the value there as well. Well, that's um, it, because you played the droid swarm in top four? Yeah, well, I played an eight-ship swarm in top four, which was a very difficult match. Yep. And the seismics did pull some damage out there. Yeah, and yeah. the turn, be- the round before, sorry, I played the this, the five 
um, cis list. Oh, the, the bombers. The, the yeah. turret basically just sits there, yeah, sits yeah. on a rock. It's got two protons. And the seismics ended up being massive in that because I bombed the rock from under them. Yeah, yeah. So that ended up being huge as well. Um, so maybe the seismics is actually the way to go. Yeah. Um, but the bid felt quite deep. Yeah, no, definitely I can see that. I mean, maybe you could have perhaps look at Fen. I mean, there isn't an awful lot. Of yeah, you could maybe go out manoeuvre. Yeah. Um, probably out manoeuvre would have probably done more work for me. Yeah, I mean, um, I noticed from the, the the stream chat, there's a lot of people saying that out manoeuvre is what they would put on Fen. Yeah, I think. Um, Outmaneuver is probably the better choice having now played, what, 10 rounds with the list. I mean, that's it. The Fang is such a great ship. And with yeah. Fen being PS6, uh, you know, you can, you know, move and then reposition with your boost or barrel roll yep. and focus. Yeah. It's a great one. chassis. Yeah, 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 that's it. And you know, suddenly Outmaneuver is massive against certain ships. Yes. You know, just losing that agility. I think you'd get more value out of it more regularly than Fearless as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I can see the logic with actually swapping over to Outmaneuver. Cool, yeah. Um, so how have you found the, the, the event weekend has gone then? The event's been fantastic. Really, really good. Um, it's been a cracking atmosphere in here all weekend. Every single opponent, really nice. It's been, um, yeah, it's been wonderful, to be honest, all of it. Um, it helped that I was playing with a little bit less pressure. Yeah. Didn't feel any of it, so it felt very, very relaxed. But I think everyone I've spoken to in here has had a fantastic time. It's great. I mean, um, I think Bob Dean made the comment um, last week that you sort of look down the entrance list and there's like, you know, half the names we've yeah. never heard of. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those are new players, but then we've had a, a contingent uh, come up from Cornwall. Yeah. And we've had, a, um, you know, players somewhere from Ireland, Northern Ireland. Um, so we've had some a real good mix-up of, you know, more so than the what we'd normally expect from a Northern event. You know, you know there's the wedding over IQ has meant a lot of the IQ players didn't come over. Um, yeah, that here that was a bit of a bad timing but yeah I've played lads from Swindon absolutely fantastic to meet that bunch uh, right down south like you say lads down there it's been a uh, met some new people it's been quality it's been really good yeah I mean I think me and Colm you know we're just yeah, really happy how it's gone um, I mean Colm Brown has put an awful lot of work into this weekend yeah yes. the amount of prize support he's got together I know you know We'll thank all the companies in in the main bit of the podcast, um, but you know he's he's done absolute sterling work, and um, you know I was feeling a little bit stressed yesterday morning uh, with the uh, the desktop PC <laughs> crashing a couple of times, um, but no, I think it's uh, a very successful weekend, and I very much expect us to be back next year and probably a bigger capacity as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think everything about it has been great this weekend. I don't think there's anything you'd swap. You know, you guys are well-versed in running events and it's it's gone so smoothly. I mean, I travelled from Leeds about an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. Last night I was home by nine o'clock and I'd played six rounds. Like, you absolutely cannot knock that in the slightest. Well, well this is it. So we've done top four, started at 10 o'clock and we'd finished by half four. Yep. Uh, you know, and that's with a decent lunch break yeah, for I think the players. Yeah, I think it's, it's been great. It's not felt rushed. There's been loads of space. People have been out to spread out. I think it's just been phenomenal, all of it. Oh, fantastic. Anyway, uh, I think we'll let you get off because I know you need to get home and uh, <laughs> yeah. give give your wife the good news that you've uh, won the uh, the travel bursary towards <laughs> Euros. Um, so uh, hopefully we'll see you playing a bit more X-Wing between now and then. It would be lovely. I do hope so. It would be nice to come back and do a bit more. And it would be nice to see you over, I think it's possibly Germany. I'm not sure if it's been 100% confirmed yet. Uh, yeah, I'm not aware where where it is. If it has been announced, I've missed it. Yeah, uh, I, th I think I think it's Germany, but I'm not 100 percent certain. But it'd be great to see you over there flying the flag for the SIF takers. Yeah, well, I'll certainly be going to Euros. Family tradition, we go to Euros together, so that'll be great. Fantastic. Well, congratulations again, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank Tom. you very much, Tim. Look forward to seeing you again. Cheers. Keep making that, keep making that platinum and gold for me.
Maybe we could start again.